0: All right. Hey everyone. Welcome to the first episode of I slay hair by Chantrice. This episode is going to let you, the listeners understand who I am as a person, but also who I am as a business person. Okay. So this is strictly just about who I am, how I got started and how I ended up to where I am today. So let's get right on into it. Um, For those of you who don't know, my name is Chantrice. And I was born and raised here in Baltimore, Maryland, um, over in East Baltimore. Hey, (laughs) but more so, um, a lot of people do not know I am a product of adoption now. um. My story, I grew up in a loving home with a loving mom um, who 150%, 10 toes down, made sure I had whatever I needed, made sure that I had a great education, that I was brought and raised up into church faithfully, um, instilled great values into me, and she is the number one reason as to why I am who I am today and I couldn't thank her more than enough. She's so proud of me and what I have accomplished. Um, with that being said, I do have a younger sibling um, and she's three years younger than me. And um, yeah, we bump heads. We have the typical sibling relationship. Um, there's no, you know, sugarcoating it. Um, some days we love one another. Some days we want to kill one another. But I would not trade her in for anything. Um, I fast forward, uh, attended Baltimore city public schools. Um, a lot of people, of course, will be like the private education or I've heard in the past, you know, you don't sound like you're from Baltimore city and it's okay. I was raised properly. My mom was strict, but not too strict. Like she was one of those moms where as long as you were doing what you were supposed to do. She really didn't have, I guess, a big say so, if that makes sense. She wasn't she was she was hard on where I went at and what I did. But back then, of course, I didn't understand it. But now I do now that I have my own children. Um, So I definitely understand it. And I do hear myself as a mom, how she used to be. So um, moving forward, we're going to go ahead and get into my now family life. Um, I have an amazing, amazing biological daughter um, and she is 12. So we are in our preteen stages. Um, I like to say that she was my miracle child that helped me. Not only she came in at a time that my life needed to change, but she was that angel who was right there with me through everything. Um, it's, it's weird because some people say you can't be best friends with your children, but when I say that she is my best friend, um, she's my twin, <laughs> and I absolutely admire who she's becoming I love the changes I love the difference that she is um, in the world and which she instills in people who are around her it is hard for you not to even love her now I won't say she's not annoying <laughs> but that's you know typical teenage stage um, so just to give a backstory of that um, when I say that she was my angel um, at the time when I found out that I was pregnant with her, I was not ready for a child um Of course, you know a parents say that, but I was really not ready for a child, especially given the situation I was in um I am a domestic violence survivor um uh, for seven years, I dealt with physical, mental, and emotional abuse, and granted today. It does not, or I don't look like a product of what I've been through. Um, It has taken years of therapy. It has taken years of self-love. It has taken years of self-assessments just to check in with myself to make sure that um, I, number one, love myself. Number two, demand the love of people around me to be able to love who I am as a person. And it is, you know, nothing but the grace of God that I am still here today. Um, What made me become, what made it become an eye opener was uh, being stabbed back in my, being stabbed in my back twice. um, And being rushed to the hospital and the doctor pretty much telling me any inches closer you would have been dead and you know it and it, it brings tears to my eyes now because it is it's a testimony you know um domestic violence is nothing to play with of course we make breast cancer awareness a big thing in October however it is also domestic violence month um and i was young at the time And of course, you know, I had my male figures around me, but I didn't have a dad. So I didn't know how a dad or see how a dad was supposed to treat their daughter or what their daughter shouldn't go through or have that, you know, brother or whatnot to be around and and teach me or anything like that. So it was kind of me trying to figure things out as I got older and understanding and, you know, talking to people and having certain people in my corner. So with all of that, it was, it it was a big ordeal. Um, But my looking at my daughter, it took that one day to pretty much just say, you know what, this has to change. And it, and it, it doesn't have to change for me, but it definitely has to change for her. I don't want her to um, to see what this looks like. I don't want her to even be aware of what this looks like or even have an inkling of how a man should not treat her mother or her when she gets older to start dating. Um, you know, so after that, you know, yes, it was hard dating. Um, I found... of the wrong men um i accepted things that should not have been accepted by any woman Um, but i also equally was able to grow from those lessons that were learned i was equally able to be able to see where my faults were at in those relationships that i had and to fast forward i now have an amazing husband i couldn't thank god more for him for him being placed in my life um when I tell you he is just a breath of fresh air and it it is it's different it's a different type of love it's a different type of glow when you have a genuine true person who not only loves you but adores the walk the ground that you walk on will go above and beyond I mean if he could take the stairs up to the moon to bring it down he would um he's a protector, he's a provider. He is a nurturer. Um there is nothing that, you know, me or the girls, we ask for that we don't get. Um and if he can't get it at the moment, he will go above and beyond to make sure it is done. Um a lot of people joke that <laughs> my husband is like when does he sleep? Because he is constantly working and constantly on the go. Um And I I absolutely love his drive, not only just his drive for his work ethics, but I love his spiritual aspects. Um, I truly believe that you have to be equally yoked um, in order for your marriage to be where it needs to be. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, you both have to spiritually be. Um, how do I word it? <laughs> Spiritually be, you know, into the same, I guess, spirituality. However, I do believe that you guys need to be on the same page when it comes to being spiritual. Um, you know, me and my husband, we we often joke around about it. He's A and born and raised and I'm Baptist born and raised. Although the denominations are completely different. However, we both know that at the end of the day, we love God. We know that we come together. We pray together as a family, pray together as individuals, pray together for our marriage. Um, we both know that we are to do God's work. Um, and it's just so funny that his, his favorite scripture is Romans eight thirty one, 31, but has now become my favorite scripture. Um, and we eat, sleep, live and breathe by that, you know, and, and it's true because who can be for us if you are against us? And I mean, we, we, we got a winning thing going on here. So we couldn't be around people who are, are are going against us or going against what we believe. We don't stand for that. And we're definitely a team when it comes to that. Um, moving on, I have also been, able to inherit um an amazing nine-year-old she's now nine um my stepdaughter and she is absolutely a light amongst the room she will go into any dark space and just lighten up with her smile with her her words um You know, she, I call her my pumpkin. Um, She is hard on the outside. However, she is super soft on the inside. And it takes a little bit of carving, if you will say, um, to pretty much get into there with her. But once you're in there with her, she will love you and just absolutely adore you. And I couldn't be more proud to be able to call her my daughter um, as well as, you know, hold the title of her second mom. So, um, yes, I'm very much excited about that. Um, so let's just go ahead and get now into the business side. Business side. Um, of course, when I first decided doing hair, um I've been doing hair since I was seven years old. I started back when my mom, Lord, (laughs) she couldn't do hair. So my mom would pretty much, I mean, she would do the ponytails. um, She would do the overhanding plaits. And I mean, put bow ruts on my head. It would be a bunch of ballies in my head. I don't even know how, like thinking back, I have no idea how I was able to even sleep and those things, because <laughs> um, it was so many, but she always made sure we were dressed to the T. she didn't never let us go out the house without hair looking a mess, um, one day I decided, you know, I'm just gonna play in my hair, so I started um, replatting the plaits that she would put in, and you know, I would get home, and she would say, who was in your hair, and I would say, well, nobody, ma, and she just kept, you know, she would argue back and forth with me, she would be like, I know somebody was in your hair. You better not let nobody be in your hair. And that's not good. And, you know, she had me paranoid Because I'm like, I don't... She would be like, your hair going to fall out. I'm like, "I I don't want my hair to fall out. But I tried to sway her up and down to her. It was me. You know, so then... She brought us every holiday Barbie you can think of. Every year we had a holiday Barbie for Christmas. Um We had the big old dollhouse and the big old kitchen sets that came along with the baby dolls and everything. We had a whole playroom, okay? And still to this day, she has this playroom <laughs> um, and she thinks that her grandkids are going to play with it, but they're not a bit interested into it, Um but I would take the dolls, you know, we would go travel over to family houses for events or, you know, whatever. And I would take my dolls with me. I put them in a bag or a book bag and I would just sit and braid the baby's hair. And, you know, my mom would be like, wow, you you're, you did that, you know? And she would encourage me. She encouraged me so much to the point where I actually started doing my sister's hair, you know, and back then my sister was going to do this tomboy stage <laughs> so she you know she wanted her cornrows going straight back or she wanted her singles so you know we we ventured with it um all the way to the point where I started like doing friends hair from church or or people in the neighborhood's hair um and of course my best friend will not let me live this down it took us three days to put micro minis in her hair so if you guys are ever around and y'all hear my best friend be like oh i want some micro minis and i tell her no that's why Mm-mm. imagine thick hair but also imagine micro minis these mini braids all over three days it was a very long time <laughs> um but we got it done. we got it done and back then you know the prices weren't what they were it's to- what they are today I would love to say that I believe she only... I think I charged like $80 for them. (laughs) For those micro minis. Um, But it was a lesson. It helped me (laughs) understand I will never do those again. So they are not even on my services. I don't even offer those. Um, But it was definitely an experience. And I, I wouldn't change anything about it. So I went on further like doing my co coll- after my college years um I got a job with the Baltimore City Public school system, and I would be a para during the day um teach during the day and in the evenings I would get straight off of work and you know travel to my clients' houses or I would go to um wherever whoever needed me to do their hair um so you know I'm on the bus I'm on the subway I had some clients who would like meet me and pick me up or take me home when I was done but I was traveling at the time um eventually I did that probably for about a good I would like to say maybe four or five years and then I think I had this one last client's house um when I went to her house and I had my daughter with me. And I think after that, I just refused to do any more traveling. I had a very bad experience. Um, Pretty much, there were feces and roaches crawling up the wall. And I was like, my baby was like, Ma, there's a roach. And I was like, yep, okay, time to go. Now, again, it's not every client who has that type of situation. Um, However, I think it was just for me that was the strawbreaker because I had never um experienced that with any of my other clients so at that moment I just was like no this this is not for me so I then decided to adventure into or look into being in a salon. Um one of my former stylists is actually and she currently still does hair she's actually she's she's does my sister's hair um she was like you know like hey shan won't you just go ahead and work in a salon why are you not working in a salon so you know she she put me down with a salon i was in there working with her and i i loved it you know i was able to come and go with my clients and you know be in a place and have them be comfortable i had space i didn't have to travel with products or anything like that um had a set schedule and everything so it, it it was great um the salon was on the small side so i ventured out to find a bigger space um so i ended up going to another salon um on sinclair and pretty much um Wow, I think I've been there for. I was there for three years. Um, built my clientele up, um, and it was definitely an experience of what I wanted to do better. It was actually an experience of what I choose and would like for what my salon one day would look like. Um, and and I'm a I'm a firm believer that everything that you do in life is always going to give you a lesson. Rather it's a good or bad lesson, you're going to get some type of takeaway from it. Um, I don't care if you go to the mall and return a shirt. It's an experience. Something is bound to happen that you're going to like live and learn. Um, And I use Towson Mall as an example, right? <laughs> um, Every time I go to the mall, I have found a new way to park closer to the store that I actually need to get to. Right. So <laughs> um it's an experience. It's a takeaway that I, I've decided to, you know, instill. Right. So leaving this salon, um I decided to adventure into having my own suite and building my own brand. Um it was time, it was time for me to build slay hair um it was time for people to know or see what Chantrice is able to do on her own it was also that push that I needed to see if I can survive on my own um and I can say now that I have been doing this now on my own for a year and some change now and I have no regrets. I have no disappointments. Um, My business is thriving. I'm still learning the ins and outs. Of course, you know, right now is the season where, you know, braids tend to cut back because it's that fall winter season. So people are under the impression that, oh, a weave is a better way to go or, um, you know, flat ironing my hair is a better way to go. And, You know, granted, everyone is entitled to their opinion. However, it's nothing wrong with having a protective style during the fall time, actually. Um, You know, giving your hair a break during those time periods. Yes, go ahead, put your, you know, flat iron it or put your weave or your wig on. But braids are a great way to help your hair breathe it also is a great way to help your hair to grow and I'm a firm believer that if you have the right stylist you'll never have that issue okay um so yeah so I am building my brand every day um my brand is my third child (laughs) um and Every day I am exploring. Every day I am teaching myself what to do or what not to do. Every day I am finding new ways to be able to accommodate my clients, finding new ways to make them comfortable. Um, My space is a peaceful space. My space is a no-nonsense space space. My space is a clean space. My space is also a spiritual space. My space is a ther- therapeutic space. Um, you know, I love the fact that I have great rapport with my clients, even down to my baby clients. They come in, they're comfortable. They know that Miss Chantrice is not going to let mommy fuss at them or daddy fuss at them. They are free to come in and and run their space. I let them run the Islay hair world in my suite um and they absolutely love they love the fact that they're able to have their snacks and they can be comfortable and you know they're free to watch what they want to watch I let them even take control of the control you know remote and put on what they want to watch if it means that I have watched and Con to five times within that day that is fine <laughs> um but yeah so I hope that This very first episode has been very informational for you guys. I hope that um, you will tune in for more episodes each and every Monday. I look forward to the inbox messages or comments or text messages just to tell me what you want to hear, what you would like for me to talk about um, pertaining to hair, what you want to learn from me. And I have no problem sharing the ins and outs of the business and helping you to understand more about your hair. So I definitely look forward to getting more connected with you listeners. And I absolutely want to thank you guys for tuning in today. And I hope to talk to you guys on the next episode of I Slay Hair by Shantries. You guys have a good night and enjoy.